0: The San Francisco doom loop continues. Got yet one more statistical piece. Evidence. The things are still uh, going the wrong direction in San Fran. San Francisco office vacancy hits record all time high. Yeah. When I was talking, I don't know, within the last couple of years and we started talking, we're going to be way beyond 30% in office, office vacancy rate in San Fran and in some of these other communities as well that rely heavily upon work from home or people were in the tech industry where they can work from home. I, I, I kind of jokingly said, are we going to hit 40% in one podcast? And I'm just throwing that out there as an outrageous number. Four out of 10 office spaces vacant in a massive city like San Francisco, that would be, I mean, that, that at the time, it was like, there's no way that is ever going to happen. Here we are, darn near 36%, and everybody agrees that it is not over. The doom loop continues, and you will have more office space get emptied out before things start to get better, if they get better, right? If they get better. What's that going to look like? Uh, You've got a changeover of industry. You've got AI taking over from where you had basic tech beforehand. All the tech emptied out during the pandemic. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. This is where San Francisco's at. And then on top of that, San Francisco's got this tough sell because, yeah, shenanigans are happening all over the city and nobody wants to work in downtown. Why would I want to work in downtown? Yeah. And all the little businesses supporting these big businesses. Yeah. So the San Francisco office market continues to struggle, but it hasn't hit the bottom yet in here. All right. Office vacancy in the city rose to new heights in the fourth quarter of 2023. According to new preliminary data from commercial real estate firm CBRE, the vacancy rate increased to 35.9%, a modest jump from last year's quarter's rate of 34. Okay, so it's up a little bit, but the problem is it's still going up, and that is from an already extremely high position, 30% office vacancy in your community. That is not good. That is massive, massive. And to be approaching 40% is literally unheard of. That translates to another. So the um, escalation of vacant space from 34 to 35.9 translates to another 1.4 million, million square feet of occupancy loss. The equivalent of the Salesforce tower completely emptying out of every single one of its businesses. Just boom, all done. And that happened within the last quarter. So they emptied out the equivalency of a Salesforce tower. A total of 6.7 million square feet of office space came on the market in 2023, making it the second worst year since 2020. And so much of this has to do, and it's going, the article is going to go on and say it, Is to The sublease spaces, these are spaces that other big companies have had tied up. They've got a long-term lease on it. They recognized we're probably not going to need that space anytime soon. Let's go ahead and sublease it out. Some other company comes in that uh, wants a deal. They want that building. They want whatever reason they're willing to sublease. It's not an uncommon practice. Happens all the time. But right now, what we're seeing is those sublease spaces, the sublease companies, don't want them either anymore they're going the same direction which is away so much of that increase the 6.7 million square feet of office space was attributed to large sublease spaces being placed on the market as well as leases expiring this is not this is not news again it's just that the levels have gotten to that point where you're like oof wow hey now shenanigans what What's going on? 40%, approaching 40%. So, we know that we're at 359, are we going to are we going to go to 37? I know I'm getting all excited about this because this is unprecedented territory. We didn't have anywhere close to this during the Great Recession. But the Great Recession was about residential real estate, right? Residential real estate. There wasn't this catastrophic impact on commercial. And that's literally what you've got going on here. Because of that whole, everybody just work from home for the rest of their careers. It's going to be fine. You guys are going to love it. It's going to be great. We're going to come up with all this technology to make that happen. To last week, Boeing, the Lazy bee. Did I say that out loud? They're not lazy. That's just something that, uh, that my dad always said when uh, when I was young to any of his uh, friends that worked at, at Boeing. Cause my dad is always self-employed. He's like, ah, the lazy bee. You're going to work at the lazy bee and they'd get all worked up. Yeah. And uh, without the lazy bee, you wouldn't have a lot of the technology that's flying around in space right now, right? Or airplanes. How about that? You, you like flying? Yeah. You need the lazy bee, right? Asking rents for office space, but going back to the lazy bee. the lazy bee last week said, everybody's working five days a week, come 2024. And folks are what? Got to go back to work? What? No, no. Yes. You're all going back to work five days a week in the office. Let's be honest. That's what's happening. It's just a happening in slower degrees because it's easier. Ah, you know what? Three days a week right now. You guys should be fine. All right. So we're going to scooch that up to four. The businesses are doing that right now. Hey, you know, since we're at four and you guys love it so much here at the office, let's just do five. Let's just do 40 hours a week. Hey, just like the old days, pre-pandemic. And that's exactly where we're headed. Asking rents for office spaces still aren't coming down nearly as fast. Though, in the past quarter, rates declined just 2.5% compared to the third quarter of the year. Not much is leasing, folks. No matter how much you drop that price, yeah, people just aren't taking down a ton of space. The only industry that is, is AI, artificial intelligence. The market probably hasn't reached its bottom yet either, according to Yolen Yasu executive director of CBRE's Tech Insight Center, he expected vacancy rates to continue to rise at least through the first half of 2024. So we're at 36 now. So so we go 37. Did we go 30? Do we get, do we ever inch closer to 40%? Oh man. Oh, it's just that that's such a massive number, right? It's one of those, what? What's happening? This is not all due to the decline of San Francisco. A lot of this has to do with San Francisco's position within the tech industry, having a lot of people who can work from home, went and did that. They are choosing to no longer come back. A lot of tech companies just flat are no longer needing the space that they needed. So San Francisco is battling that. On top of People don't want to work downtown. He also expected rents to continue to moderately decline until the second half of the year. The office market should stabilize and begin recovery as economic conditions improve and interest rates decline during the second half of 2024. He told San Francisco Gate in an email statement, artificial intelligence companies are still the bright spot. the office market. The technology sector made up 28% of total leasing activity in 2023. And Yasukochi expected that trend to continue into the next year. It's because it's an emerging technology sector, sector, right? And it's making up for all these other sectors that are just boom, done, boom, done. Oh, you, you guys didn't want to work at the office anymore. Oh, you're going to go work in another industry or another company, whatever. Got a lot of that going on as well. Meanwhile, Recent sales in the downtown commercial real estate market indicate things may be looking up. Are we at the tail end of this downward trend of rents and sales prices, property values? Are we at the tail end of that? We're not at the bottom yet. We are not at the bottom, but I think we are finally getting there. You're gonna have a turnaround at some point. You're gonna have a turnaround. The 14-story tower at 115 Sensomi Street recently sold for 35 million after a bidding war. Industry insiders told the real deal. While that's considerably less than its 2016 sale of 83 million, it's still 40% higher than the 25 million it was marketed at. So you brought the price way down to get it moved, and you brought it down so hard. You got what you wanted, which was a bunch of escalation clauses and a bidding war. So you took it from 25 to 35, probably exactly the way you want to see that type of thing in a market that is down from 83 to 25 in not that many years, eight years, essentially eight years, how to tank a real estate market in eight years by the citizens of San Francisco, by leadership of San Francisco, by Governor Gavin Newsom. Yeah. And then he just blames Republicans. Ah, it's all your fault for bringing all this stuff to everybody's attention. There's nothing wrong with the city. It's all good. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah. So you've got that narrative. And before I click this thing off, U.S. homeless count reaches highest level ever. California numbers staggering. That's another podcast I'll be doing. But, you know, and I show you that from the standpoint of you can be Gavin Newsom and you can talk all your talking points and do all your shuck and jive and all of your dodge. Well, I mean, we're taking accountability. we got to address, how do we address homelessness? Well, first we... We accept that we are the responsible factor in bringing homelessness to our community. Haven't done enough about it. But then, yeah, we got to blame the Republican Party because they're always picking on us to make themselves seem right. Literally, conversation on Seth Meyer late night, talk show, TV. <laughs> Anybody outside of California, all they have to do is go, hey, what about this? What about this? What about What about this? About well, your overdose deaths in San Francisco. How's that going? What about your homelessness? What about your office vacancy in the downtown core? Because what I'm talking about today is basically in the financial sector. That's kind of the north and east end by the waterfront in San Francisco, whereas south and a little bit to the west, just a scooch to the west, is the is the Tenderloin and the Soma, South of Market. And Mission Street, all those areas. And those are the ones that are absolutely run over with crime, lawlessness, homelessness, drugs, stolen goods, all that stuff. But the downtown is a few miles away to the north and just to the east. And it's got these numbers that we talked about today, you know, close to 36%. It's got those numbers in large because of the whole work from home. Oh, we're going to work from home forever. Wait a minute. We're not. Oh, we are. We're not. This whole thing. And companies have decided we don't need space in downtown San Francisco. This is not where we need our space. So what are my predictions? Yeah, I think this goes on well into 2024. And regardless of, of the economy and what's going to take place, which I think is you're going to see a small rebound, you're going to start to see things go away from this inflationary period. We'll have rates drop a handful of times. Mortgage rates now are already under 7%. I mean, they, they've dropped a you know basically a full point in the last however many weeks. It's because anticipation of what's going on out there. Inflation is starting to actually probably come down, at least the indicators that we can put our hands on. And so the market has built in expectations of, well, rates are coming down. So let's get there first. Here we are. And so all those positions are being put together. The Fed last week had a meeting, meeting on the 12th on Wednesday. And what did they decide? No, let's not do anything. We're not going to do anything. We're going to hold tight going a hold tight. And so there's this big expectation that the Fed's going to cut rates in 2024, which they probably will. And then we'll just kind of have to see where it goes from there. It's San Francisco and it's office vacancy. I mean, they they are not able to get away from that one. It's basically just the kiss of death. And are there sales taking place? Absolutely, yes. But there has been sales taking place, just a handful. I mean, it is not much because I think people are waiting for Why would I buy something now when I know it's going to keep going down, but your dollar cost averaging on the way down, right? Because at some point in time, you're going to have that rebound. And when you finally get to that rebound, it's going to be a Wally banger, guaranteed, even in San Francisco, because San Francisco has always been a viable market for its commercial sector. Not saying I'm not saying the Union Square is going to miraculously turn around, Westfield Mall is going to miraculously turn around. Those are areas a little bit further to the south and to the west of the financial district that we're talking about. Those areas are going to have a long-term, very difficult time unless the city of San Francisco decides we're going to clear out homelessness, we're going to clear out the sale of stolen goods, we're going to clear out drug dealers, just like they did for the APEC conference, you know, they're going to go down all of these roads to make that area safe. And I just flat don't see that happening. I don't see that happening by any means whatsoever. So you've got areas, different areas of the city, they're going to rebound massively different, massively different. So you've got investors just kind of circling around like sharks right now, Because to go from 80 million something down to 25 and then have a little bit of a run up to 35, that's a big drop, 85 to whatever. So even with as little number of tenants that are in the marketplace now at 25 or 35 million on what was just a few years ago, 85 million. You can cover some payments. You got, you know, 60% occupancy. All right, we can still make it work. And then we're going to bet on the long-term that somebody's going to come in and square some of this stuff away, finally get some people into mental health care, finally get some people off the streets, and things will start to improve. So you've got investors circling like sharks now because they know that is happening. The question is when, at what point? And, it, you know, some of these numbers don't even depend on a recovery of the city. The numbers, even with the way things are right now, when you drop those numbers, those those value numbers, those price numbers on these buildings, for every increment down, that means you can take on even fewer number of tenants. So there's a bottom portion at which the market is just goes, yep, we'll take it. We'll take it because we can make that work and we're going to bet on the long term that San Francisco is going to turn around. And that I, I would say that's a pretty safe bet. You can say all day long what you want about, yeah, it's never getting back to normal. Well, nobody's betting on normal. This is the new norm. But is the new norm going to get just a little bit better? Probably. And that's what these folks are gambling on. The beauty of having me say all this on a podcast So we can look back and say, what shenanigans was Sean talking about then? Yeah, and we can watch it and go, oh, good Lord, he was way off base. Or, wow, huh, he he made a prediction about that then? Weird. Came true. Huh, weird. Crazy how that stuff works, right? All right, that's it for me. Thanks so much for being here. Continue to follow because this storyline is going to get worse, better, however you see it. All right. Thanks for being here. I'll catch up in the next one. Bye for now.